you know, with starting my business, Perspectopia at 16 was like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to start. And I'm like optimistic and I don't feel limited by my age in any way. Welcome to the Easton Creed Show, made to get us thinking outside of the box, fired up and inspired. This is your host and each week I'll be interviewing someone to bring out their success story. Guests will help us to find more happiness, better health and optimize performance. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is Max Reisinger, a YouTuber with almost 500,000 subscribers. At 16, he started a YouTube channel and a business called Perspectopia with the mission of inspiring an optimistic lifestyle. Currently, he's taking a gap year and traveling the world while he makes his YouTube videos. Really excited to have Max on the podcast. Uh, He's been an inspiration to me for years now. Being someone who has tried to make a YouTube channel myself, I've really looked up to Max and the success that he's had doing that. And his videos are really cool because they're, they're entertaining, but they're also very inspiring. He's a lot of cool perspectives. I really enjoyed interviewing him. The main thing that I took from Max is to just get started and go dream big. You don't have to have all of these skills to make something happen. You just got to start. That seems to be a pretty consistent theme with people who are doing big stuff. I was listening to the book Atomic Habits this week, and the author talks about a study where a class is divided into two separate groups in photography, and one half the class is graded on one piece of work they have throughout the entire semester, so they just have to make one really great photo. And the other group is graded on quantity, so they just have to take a lot of photos and turn it in. And the class, the side of the class who did the highest quantity of photos, their photos were much higher quality than the students who even just turned in one great photo. So we learn a lot just by doing things. I think Max is a great example of that. The first thing I talked to Max about is his YouTube channel and what that journey has been like for him and whether or not it's been inspiring in his life. It was my dream for the longest time. And as like many kids, you know, they share the same dream of like, you know, being a YouTuber, traveling the world, you know, getting paid to film videos. Um, And so in many ways, it is a dream. Um, It's allotted me incredible opportunities. Um, So I, I, I really love it. Um, but of course it never feels like exactly quite how you imagined it would feel. Um, so I think the best way I could describe it without going too in depth is like higher highs and lower lows, but like in general, very, very happy with it. Hmm. Um, I guess that's like the short answer. (laughs) Um, do you feel like you found purpose with YouTube or do you feel like it's, it's something that you will have on your way to finding the thing that is like your thing? Yeah, I think I've been very fortunate that like I found a lot of purpose with it, like at a younger age. Um, You know, even when I was like 16, 17 years old, I would get like, you know, and still do get like very long messages from people saying like, you know, because of your videos, I decided to, you know, study abroad and that changed my life in this way. Or, you know, I was feeling very depressed and your videos helped, you know, get me out of bed and start, you know, trying to live more optimistically. Um, So I've been surprised, like I didn't go into it expecting to find a lot of meeting and to like, I don't want to say like change lives, but like have a positive impact. Um, Mm. So I think, yeah, it's given me a lot more meaning than I ever could have expected. So I've been very humbled by that. 
Hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like watching your videos, I, and I watch a ton of YouTube videos. It's cool that I can be inspired by your like your channel a lot. I think there's so many channels out there that are great, but are not necessarily inspiring. And you're able to integrate in your vlog something that is impactful in, in almost every single video, if not every single video. So I think that's really cool. Hmm. Um, and I want to hear, like, tell me about why you wanted to start the YouTube channel. And then if there was a single moment where you're like, wow, like this is really going to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, for the longest time I had the dream, you know, start a YouTube channel and kind of live that lifestyle that I dreamed of. Um, and so when it was my sophomore year of high school and we were moving to France, you know, before then I'd been a pretty shy and reserved kid. Um, and I was afraid of putting myself out there, but like, I really wanted to use this as an opportunity to take a step towards like, you know, kind of more of the person I wanted to be as I was growing up. Um, so I was like, I'm moving to France, new country. I have no friends. I'm literally starting fresh. Uh, so I wanted to see what it would be like um, to just start filming my life. And then I also wanted something else to like, look back upon. You know, like I knew I would be changing a lot during this time period. And I really wanted to document it, um, to have videos and not just photos. Um, and even in the beginning, it was like, sure, I want to be a YouTuber. But like, I know it'll just be like my friends and family watching this. Um, but then that kind of quickly changed as, you know, um, maybe a few months in is like, I got like a thousand views on a video and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Like maybe this could be something more. Um, and then it kind of shifted into a bit more of like an obsession, um, which led into like making it more into a business down the line. Mm -hmm. So it kind of started out as something that you were like passionate about and excited and you're moving to France. So you just wanted to document that and then it just turned into something. So exactly. That's cool. exactly. What do you, what do you think was unique about your channel? I mean, there's so many people who want to start a YouTube channel and that do. And I've had so many of my friends tell me like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And they think that it's going to blow up and they, they usually don't. So why do you think yours <laughs> did? Um, I was very fortunate, uh, in, which I could share a very unique uh, perspective. Um, you know, the foundation of my channel was, you know, I'm an American teenager living in a foreign country. So already that's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And being able to share what's, what that's like. Um, and then I think where I found a lot of my early success um, and most of, I guess you'd say like my traditional success um, was filming videos in public schools um, you know, day in the life in American public school or French public school, um, and kind of maybe doing it in a way that hadn't been done before. Um, maybe adding a bit more storytelling, a bit more emotion, um, in there, a bit more personality, maybe having those videos be a bit more cinematic, um, and drone shots. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's a combination of a lot of factors, but I think if you can show something in a new way, add more personality in a niche that hasn't had personality before, um, and kind of continue to do that and drill at it. Like it took me like 50, 60 videos. Um, so I think it also takes, takes a bit of time as well. Mm -hmm. That answers your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, yeah, that super answers it. I think that one thing I found to be really interesting with, with other friends that have tried to start YouTube channels is I've seen the progression that people have had and what, what things they've done that have worked and what things they've done that haven't worked. And pretty much the best thing that I found is that people who are really consistent, they do well. Like yeah. A, getting started, like I kind of bag on the people who start a YouTube channel doesn't go anywhere, but also they started, you know, like I think that's something that's so huge. And you'll never be redirected if you don't first start. So I think 
And a lot of times when you're like not feeling inspired, like sometimes you take a step one direction and you figure out, oh, that's not the direction I'm going to switch. Or you get really excited and keep going in that direction. But more than anything, it's the people who just like stick to it and they work on it and they work on it and work on it. And like you said, you got a thousand views on one video and then that's like kind of you kind of went from there and a thousand videos or a thousand views is, is like hardly any in perspective of YouTube. Like you're not, like you're not getting paid for a thousand views. And so it's cool that you just, you built off of that and you just kept going and kept going. And now it's, it's something that's really successful and, and really cool. I would also say another thing that stands out with your videos is you're a very passionate and inspiring person. I think that you have a lot of things you want to share and a lot of insights and and deep thoughts about things that I think people really resonate. So I'm I'm curious to know what things are you really passionate about that you want people on your YouTube channel to be inspired by? Like, is there a message or a legacy that you want to leave throughout your channel? Mm. That is a good question. Um, you know, I think in the beginning and even continuing like now, I suppose, a lot of it was, you know, I felt like, my kind of optimistic perspective that I had on life had really changed the way I live and made my life just like a lot better and more enjoyable. Um, and I really wanted to share that, you know, a bit of optimism, but then also saying that like optimism isn't just like, you know, be positive, you know, like smile, but like that is more of like a choice to a certain degree. Um, and that like, you know, we live in this age where we have an abundance of, you know, technology, access to information, everything. Um, but that you kind of still have the choice and free will to decide what you consume, how you consume, how often you consume. And that, you know, that can kind of shape your mentality and how you view the world. Um, and I think a lot of the message that I kind of wanted to, you know, share there and, you know, with starting my business Perspectopia at 16 was like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to start. And I'm like optimistic and I don't feel limited by my age in any way. Um, and kind of just showing teenagers that like you can do more, you can do things at this age and you don't just have to be like stuck in school, following the rules, getting the good grades, going to the good college, following a traditional path. Um, but that you can explore like who you are and things you're passionate about. Um, and that it doesn't always have to be black and white, I suppose. Um, mm. so I guess that's kind of how I would summarize hopefully yeah. the impact I'm trying no. to have right now at least. I love that. I'm curious to know, like, you've done a lot of things that are outside the normal path through your YouTube and your company with Perspectopia and all your travel. How have you been able to balance that with, with just like the traditional school route? And what are all your thoughts on people going through the traditional route? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, you know, even going to France as well, but like before then, I really just stopped putting pressure on myself to like perform well, like academically. Um, and then instead focus on like learning and like having that be my like primary focus and whether that's like inside the classroom or outside the prep or outside the classroom. Um, but just trying to like have fun with things, like especially coming back into junior year of high school. Um, it's just supposed to be like a year of hell, you know, like no one's supposed to have fun, <laughs> you know? I was like, why, you know, like, why can't we have fun? Why can't we make this an enjoyable year? Um, yeah, no, it's a complicated, it's a complicated conversation. I, I think for me, one thing that I am, am passionate about is I think, I think school is amazing. I think there's a lot of things that could be better about school, but we're all just trying our best. 
And I think that people, when they're going through high school or college or whatever they're, whatever they're doing, they sometimes allow that to check their box of learning. Yeah. And I think learning is so much more complicated than going and having a teacher teach you something. It's like, I think that people should always be reading a book that inspires them, no matter if they're in school or not. And they should always be like trying to interview people that inspire them and be traveling and having unique experiences and exploring different talents and just starting things that they think are cool and, and make them excited. And so, um, I just think life can be really boring if you're just checking the box and, and going to school. Yeah. Uh, like, those are my thoughts. It's like a great foundation to like, you know, introduce you and like allow you to taste a lot of different things. Like it, you know, taking psychology class my junior year, like opened a completely different world that I'd never really delved into before. And like, you know, I would learn something in a class and then I would take it one step further and, you know, film a YouTube video about what I learned and how I was applying it to my life. Um, so I think school is just like a great first start, but I think hopefully like, and I think a lot of people just get like, they end there, you know, like, all right, did my homework. Now I'm done. Now I'm moving on, onto the next test, the next quarter, the next year. Um, but I guess what I'm, I don't know if I'm like an advocate, but like, I guess kind of how I approach my high school is like, how am I like taking what I'm learning? Like, what am I doing with it actually? Um, Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what I've tried to share in some of my videos. And I guess we'll all continue to as I head into college as well. Um, that's yeah. kind of a, all that. over the place answer, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. I want to I talk more about your educational experience. I think is really interesting. But I have one last question for you about YouTube and your brand with Perspectopia. I want to know what the biggest challenge and low moment for you has been with that. Oh, good question. Um Lowest moment, I think, like, um, with Perspectopia, the brand, at least, was um, last year just, like, not really understanding that, like, when you ship something out, it doesn't always arrive. <laughs> and especially, oh, like, with, like, half of my orders being international, um, it's just, like, a mess. Like, so many orders are being lost, and, like, half the work I was doing was just, like, kind of putting out fires, like packages didn't arrive and then people were upset and just like trying to figure that out was just very overwhelming. Um, and I wasn't enjoying it anymore and it became more of a stressor than like what I'd set out to originally do. Um, so I think that was a big low moment. Um, and why I've taken like the year off from the brand to like really figure out like, why am I doing this? And like, how can I develop a bit, a better relationship with it? Um, and then with like YouTube, definitely like this last fall, where I kind of came to like an ethical like crossroads of like, you know, I feel like I'm trying to document my life in a very like honest way and authentic way and like show kind of like kind of show an accurate depiction of, you know, me growing up online. Um, but like at what point sh- like do I not share these things? Like at what point is it too personal? Um, and how can I just mm. make a video about like how I'm doing and not talk about something that's like, having a large impact, um, on my mental health in like a negative way. Um, and like, that was like a difficult period of time for me. And like, I didn't feel like filming for a long period of time. I didn't feel like sharing what was going on in my life. Um, so I guess that was probably the biggest low that I've had. Hmm. I've, I've had the same issue with my YouTube channel cause I've gone through a lot of health problems and it's like, it's weird because on social media, you don't want to just share the highs because then you don't feel like you're being authentic. But at the same time, when you're at a low, you don't want to be depressing. So it's yeah. definitely, 
it's definitely something that's challenging to manage. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know, so I'm, I'm taking a gap semester like you are, and when I'm just trying to make YouTube videos or work on a project that I'm doing, it's really hard for me to stay constantly inspired. Like school is structured, and so it's really easy to just stay on the path and keep going and chugging forward. But when you are creating your own schedule and deciding how much you do, I think that creates a lot of difficulty. So I'm curious to know how you've handled that. Really good question. I think that's been my biggest struggle this past year as well. Like the absence of structure um, sounds very like appealing. You know, I have ultimate freedom. I can do whatever I want. I'm my own boss. Um, But then it's like, holy cow, like this is very overwhelming and difficult. Um, But I would say like the biggest thing that's helped me is finding a group of friends who do similar work that I do um, and just staying in touch with them. Um, I spent a month living with some other YouTube creators this past fall. Um, that was incredible. Um, and then now we just continue. We call almost every day um, or at least check up every week or so. Um, and so that's helped me ins- stay inspired. Um, is just surrounding myself with the right people. Hmm. Do you structure your day? Like when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Um, so most days it's just like I get like a post-it note and I kind of write out you know, 6am to 9am, like edit <laughs> and then like, you know, nine ten run and then like eat and then like emails 30 minutes or like read. So most days it just looks like a lot of editing in the morning. And, um, afterwards it's just like little tasks. Um, but it all, it all happens on my trusted post-it notes. I <laughs> uh, love it. Are you, are you social in the evenings or are you working in the evenings? Um, social, uh, Okay. I, I like to hang out with my family. I try to have like all my work done by six. I don't allow myself to work past six um, unless there are other circumstances. But yeah, like my brain functions really, really well in the morning. Um, I'm very sharp. I can edit. But like later in the afternoon, I start to like decline. And then by night, I'm just like, I cannot. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's, it's a relief for me to hear that because I think that creativity is so insanely draining. Like, honestly, I can do homework until later in the evening, but if I'm doing something creative, there's no way I can spend, you know, like tons and tons of hours a day doing it. Your brain just at some point just gets fried. No, exactly. And like, I used to put a lot of pressure. I kind of beat myself up, you know, because I'd have like a great, you know, session of editing in the morning and then it'd be the afternoon. I just like couldn't do it in the same way. I'd like kind of beat myself up for that. Um, But you know, listening to some podcasts and reading books and like viewing, like my work is more of like a sprint and then a rest instead of just trying to like, okay, I'll edit all day today. Like, but like, what does that mean? Um, and trying to spread out the energy just doesn't make sense. So redeveloping my relationship with that has been like very helpful. Good. I also think I love just planning my day like you do. Mm -hmm. I think it it gives you permission to like take breaks and that's really nice to have that. Um, Okay, well, on back, to, I want to go back to talking about your education a little bit because I think it's really interesting that you moved to France. And I want to know, is the education pretty different there? How did you, how did you do doing that? And how has that inspired traveling now? Mm. Yeah, so I think the largest difference was just how they structured um, the, the school day, um, or I guess the school week. Um, is very similar to college. So you'd have different classes on different days with gaps of like, you know, an hour or two between each class. Um, but like in the United States, you know, seven classes a day, back to back to back to back to back, short lunch, and then you're gone. Um, so 
you know, there'd be some days where I only had like two classes or on Wednesdays classes would be over at, you know, 12 o'clock. Um, you have the rest of the day. And then, you know, most of my lunches were like two hours, three hours, sometimes even four hours. Um, and so it really kind of fostered, um, uh, just like more of like a balanced like way of life. Like I didn't have homework there. So I'd go home and I would be able to work and edit. Um, but one thing I really loved was having like a break in between classes to like actually process what I had just learned. Um, and so I think I've internalized a lot of that, like balanced way of life. Um, and really just prioritize that with how I even approach going back to school in America. Um, but like just in general, like that European kind of way of life where like, you know, having a two hour lunch to have conversations with your friend is like really important. And we should prioritize that instead of like, Oh, that's a waste of time. Kids should be in class. Um, so I think yeah. like kind of fundamentally, fundamentally, uh, changed the way I approach a lot of things. Hmm. That's super interesting. I think that reminds me of the, like university educational way. It's like you have scheduled classes, you have breaks and it, it, it makes a lot more sense than just going all day. So yeah. I, I like that. Um, so where have you been traveling recently? So recently, at least this year, um, I went down to Argentina to the southernmost point, like in the world before Antarctica, saw some penguins there, um, came, oh, excuse me, came back home, uh, for like a couple of days and then went on a little bit of like a spontaneous European tour with like no plans except for the first week in the Czech Republic. And then after then, or after that, I went to the Netherlands, Sweden, Denmark, the UK, um, just all based off like intuition. Um, and yeah, that's been like my most recent travels. Hmm. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of traveling. My buddy and I just went to Kenya over the summer with no plans and it was, it was life changing for me. I've always found that that traveling gives me a lot of perspective and I want to know when you're going to all these places, what's your plan? Do you have, do you have it set in stone? Are you going with people? Are you just going and trying to meet people and how have you made those trips meaningful? Yeah. So I'd say like, you know, growing up, travel was you know i'd go with my family we'd you know stay in like a hotel or something and we'd see a lot of things maybe go to a museum um and uh that was great and all but uh this past year this past december um my friend ryan and i were going to qatar um but i asked if i could get like a couple days of a layover in turkey um i wanted to try something different and this was inspired by yesterday because i'd just been at the yes house um, a couple weeks before um I was like, what if I just lived like with strangers instead of a hotel? So we arrived there and we're feeling like super tired. Um, like, ah, it'd be nice to just go to a hotel. I was like, what if we just, you know, put on my Instagram story, like, can anyone host us tonight? Um, and ever since that experience, we lived with strangers for that week. Um, I've just never looked at travel the same. Um, and it just like throws you into like an actual like way of life there. Um, so especially like this past month, like I would try as often as I can, um, to live with strangers, post on my Instagram story, just see like who could host me. Cause I think that gives you the most like insight into how people are actually living. Um, and so that's been tremendously impactful, um, in so many ways. Mm. That's yeah. That's so interesting. I've in my traveling, I've gone a lot with my family and I've, and I've done a lot alone and when we go with my family, like sometimes we're staying in a resort or just like a nice hotel or doing something like that. 
and I'm really grateful for those experiences, but it is interesting. It's kind of like you're just moving your body to a warmer place. <laughs> it's like what that feels like. But when you're able to go and actually form new connections, you get such a stronger sense of culture. Like I just went to Hawaii and I went to like the North Shore of Oahu and stayed in a hostel oh, wow. and just met like a bunch of locals and a bunch of people who were visiting from all around the world. And it was so much cooler of an experience. And it wasn't, I mean, it was probably like a 10th of the price of a resort in that area, but yeah. I would say 10 times better. So I think that when we're able to meet new people, it's, it, it has tremendous value. Um, what things would you say you have learned from traveling as much as you have recently? It is a good question. Um, you know, I think, I don't know if like I've had any like crazy like insider like light bulb moments with traveling recently, but I think it's really just cemented kind of this idea that like, you know, no matter where I go, like we all kind of just want like the same things. Like we want to, you know, enjoy time with our family, our friends, live a simple life. And that a lot of us have like, just like the same problems. And it's not something that like, like, oh my God, this is like a massive discovery. Um, but I think it's almost surprised me that like, I think I was expecting to have more of these like light bulb moments where like, Oh my gosh, my life has changed because of this. Um, uh, but I think it's just cemented that like it, we're all very similar. Um, but then it's also just made me more grateful for like a lot of the opportunities I have at home here. Um, not in like my recent travels, but you know, going to a place like Turkey where you see these people oppressed by the government, like just like such smart, incredible people. Um, but like because they have a bad economy or they can't leave their country and move to other places for numerous reasons, um, they're just like held back. Um, so I think a lot of my recent travels just made me very appreciative of like where I've been able to grow up. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's super interesting. I, I would say like every time I travel, I just develop more of a sense of confidence about myself. And I don't really know what exactly that comes from, but I think – when you go around the world, the world feels a little bit smaller and it kind of feels like you can do it. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's almost like when you meet someone that's super famous and you're just like, oh my gosh, they're real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it, yeah. So I feel very empowered every time I travel and I'm, I'm just super grateful for those experiences. So for any of you guys out there, I think spend, spend your money on that. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Max, I want to hear what your definition of success is, because obviously you're doing a lot of great things and um, have a lot of cool perspectives. And so I imagine that that's something that's changed over the years. And I want to know what it is right now. Yes. Um, I definitely used to view success uh, as like numbers and that sort of like external validation, because um, I thought that would lead to like, you know, peace of mind. You know, if I have 500,000 subscribers, I'll feel great all the time and like, I'll have money to do this or to do that. And I don't want to give like too cliche of an answer, but like, I think how I'm defining success now is just like kind of peace of mind. Um, and like, did I go to bed, you know, last night with a smile on my face, kind of feeling fulfilled, um, with a lot of the relationships in my life. Um, cause I think I've been fortunate to have a bit of like early success and, you know, I never imagined that I would be sitting here like just about half a million subscribers. Um, but it doesn't feel like that different at all. <laughs> like it just, it just doesn't like my day to day life, um, doesn't feel that different. Um, so I've had to kind of redefine how I view success at an early age, which I'm 
very happy about that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think the only way I view success now is just like what happens in your head. Um, mm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's way interesting. I, that wasn't my definition of success, but I think it's slowly started to become that. I have a friend that is in Utah that, that I'm talking to like every day. It's, it's honestly just about, can you push yourself? Can you find purpose in serving people and loving people, forming new relationships? Exactly. And that's, that's what it's all about. So, um, Max, this is one of my last two questions, but who is someone who has inspired you in your life and what have you learned from them? I had a lot of things and failed. Um, but like most recently the past year or so, it went from like, you know, losing $18,000, um, to one year to like having a team of like, I don't know, like 10 people now and being very successful, um, and just building out a company. Um, and they defined like burnout is like creative output with no direction. Um, and so listening to like their story and how they've kind of built a career and a business out of social media has been very inspiring. Um, just most recently for me, but I've also been inspired by like a lot of artists like, you know, Van Neistat, for example, Tom Sachs, um, Tyler, the creator. Um, I try to draw inspiration from a lot of areas, but, uh, Colin Samir most recently. Love it. Yeah. I think having those sources that inspire you every day are just absolutely essential and, I don't know where I'd be without him, frankly. Definitely. So um, my last question for you is I feel like optimism is one of your main messages, if not the main message that you want to share and leave with people. And I think that people have a general understanding of that, but not everybody knows how to have more of it in their life. So I'm curious to know your thoughts on how people can have more optimism. Ooh, I like this. I like this. Um, how to have more optimism, how to be more optimistic. Um, I think, you know, I've thought about this a lot. Um, and kind of what I keep coming down or like back to is that like, I don't think it's just something like you inherently have or you don't. I think a lot of it is like kind of view of like a choice, um, or like the output at the end of like an algorithm. <laughs> um, and like you kind of choose the algorithm of how you live your life and, you know, what goes into that and, um, I think a lot of it just stems from like consumption. And I'd say like when I began to get like really optimistic, I suppose, or like when that really became a larger part of who I was, um, was when I just started consuming things that again, like inspired me, like started to read books, um, started to listen to people that I really look up to. Um, and I think if you can really be, um, in control of what you consume and how you consume and how often you consume, um, I think you'll, you'll just feel better. It's just like the same thing with like eating food. You know, if you eat junk food, you're not going to feel good. If you eat healthy foods, you're going to feel better. And I think it's the same thing with your mind. Um, and yeah, I think just filling my life with, you know, inspiring things and people just makes you feel excited about life. Um, and, uh, I think when you feel excited about life, you feel optimistic. Um, and I guess that's sort of my formula for feeling this way. Hmm. Love it. Well, Max, thanks so much for getting on the podcast. I feel I feel blessed to know you and to be inspired by you. And and all of those who are listening to this are, are lucky to have you. So thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. Thank Where you. can the people listening find you on social media to follow you and keep being inspired by you? Yes. Um, Max Reisinger on YouTube. That's Max R-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R. And then on Instagram, Max B-R-S-E-E. Um, you can stay in touch there. Send me a DM. 
Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you on the next episode.